It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. I just want to share with you some of my favorite times on the golf course now is is with family. And I think it just brings so much joy that golf is a sport that we can all play together. And I'm sure you feel the same way. So this week, we're going to talk all about family golf. So our guest this week is Habdi Rashid Shushin, and he is the father of six. And not just six children, but also six children who all play golf. People look at us when we go to drive in somewhere. How do you do it? Where you get the money? How could how how they love it? I mean, I have one and I'm having, I'm struggling. I said, well, if you decide and you have intention, you stick to it. There is always a way. It always opens the door for you. So that is what we decided to do, and everything is working same direction. Habdi Rashid grew up in Somalia, where golf doesn't exist. And shortly after moving to the United States, at the age of 25. He saw a young Tiger Woods playing in Los Angeles that changed his life forever. I'm looking forward to this interview and sure there'll be so much for us to enjoy and learn from this conversation. Abdi Rashid, I really appreciate you coming and joining me on the Raising Golfers podcast. I think what's going to be special about this conversation is the dynamic of your family. And I think there's a lot of families and listeners of the podcast that can relate to how many golfers you have in your family. So maybe t- tell us a little bit about you, you know, how many kids you have, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. But I'm excited about this conversation. So welcome. Thank you for giving me opportunity to share with you. And I have six children, two boys and four girls. The oldest is a boy, 16 years old, Muhammad, and the youngest is two, two years old. And between four girls, and, and you know, each one has a different way of feeling, testing, seeing. It's it, it's something that you, you have to have children to experience it, right? Right. And all of them are playing golf. Is that right? They all play golf. Yes, sir. Thanks, God. Now, let's back it up a little bit. Rashid, where are you from? And tell us a little bit about that background and how much golf is played from where you're from. And then I want to know how you guys all got into the game of golf, because I think this is fascinating. I born and raised in Somalia, in East Africa. Uh-huh. There is no golf. And I never heard of golf or seen even on TV in Somalia because there is none. And um, the sports that is known in Somalia is, either here they call it soccer, right? Back then we call it football. Right. And right. basketball and distance running is known for East Africa, distance running and soccer ball. So. My early upbringing, that is the only thing is out there. If you are a boy, that is the only thing you have chance to play. I played soccer and then mm-hmm. moved on to distance running. And civil war happened. And then I fled from Somalia to United States when I was 25 years old. Uh, I went to college. And the thing that I familiar or know is physically and mentally was distance running. I run for the college here. Wanted to be to run for 2000 Olympic in Sydney, Australia. Really? Sadly, I could not get a support or a sponsorship. Kind of like my dream, kind of like felt like, oh, 
I wish I would have participated because I was my specialty was 1500 meters. And one day I was sitting on my TV and watching, and then the news, breaking news here in LA, kind of like sports news. I saw Tiger Wood, who was early, late teen. People are clapping for him. And that was the first time that I ever seen or heard golf in 2000. And I looked, I became kind of like interested. The crowd, and he's African-American, he's a black, you know, I'm from continent of a black continent. And I said, huh, what makes this, this teenage so special? And what is this game golf? Mm. I wrote the name. Once the sport it finished, I went to the library in Culver City. And I asked book about golf. So get the book and get some DVD and set myself watching and reading about golf. Where this game came from. Why it's been hiding from Africa, from Somalia. And little by little by reading it's a game that has been about 500 years old. And I watched, then it just clicked me. Huh, soccer and other, what it, what it called distance, is a game of physical, you know that. Loneliness and so many injuries. And then when I looked at this game, I said, wow. Since I am now almost 30 years old, my brand time is gone if, if, if I'm a distance runner, so I can't do much. So I decided if God give me children, I will teach this game because this game, it's not a team and it doesn't require physical and it plays the most panoramic field that you could ever find anywhere else. That is the moment I decided and that is the moment I went to study more about golf. I didn't have the children back then. So waited my wife to come from Somalia. She came and then her son was Mohammed, 20, 2004, Yvonne, and then we just right started. The moment he started running, we started playing golf. But I don't know, and he doesn't know, and we don't know where to get the balls. We don't know where the golf course is. So we started in the living room. Mm, it's the best place to start. Just hitting the putting and just watching TV and hitting putting. His sisters yeah. came along. And every sibling wants to assimilate to the other one. Hey, my turn, my turn, my turn. Then they started breaking the walls, all of that. And I said, guys, enough. We can't do this. They reached five, six years. And I said, <laughs> we have to find a way to practice this. And I took them right. to run to the park, in veteran park in Culver City. We got a net and then we started yeah. sitting there, putting my knees down, putting the ball on them and then hitting to the net. And then gentleman came to us for the recreation park, the police. He said, guys, you see the sign. There is no golf. Here is only this one because you're destroying the grass. I asked, what can we do? Because this is the only what I could afford now because I have to buy gold balls in order right. to practice at the ranch. And I was not able financially. And he told me, why don't you get some mat you put on the top of the mat, the ball, so you, you know the grass would be safe. So I went, I get the mat and I put it on. That is how we begin uh, practicing golf in a regular park. I love that story. From there, I went to golf course, and then um, three of them started hitting. But a small pocket, which is a 70 balls, it costs $5. Three of them, 15, I could yeah. not come up, come up with. So I figured out there are some golf courses that, especially Westchester, you know, by the LAX. Yeah. It has, like, dirt road by the driving range. So, so many balls went other side of, you know, outside. 
and I take the plastic bag, I collect the golf balls outside the driving range. And then I pick those balls, we come here at the park and we hit it. So I save that balls because I collect it and I put it, I collect it until we found out that there is a way we could get some help. So that is how I started mm. golf. And ever since we never stopped practicing until today. You know, I've got a question for you, right? So you've got this rich background in sports. So you played soccer, you did distance running. You you found golf by watching just randomly on TV. You saw Tiger Woods and you realize that maybe this is a sport that can be played for a long time. And it's not such about being physical, like you said. I guess I would assume you, what you meant is that there's more to it than just the physical aspect. There's the mental side. And that was something that you wanted to have your children go through and experience as a sport instead. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, with those beginnings with your kids, so you practice in the living room, they're starting to break a bunch of stuff in the house. You take them out to the park. Like, how did you keep them interested? Like, wh what other things did you, you know, immerse them into the game of golf? Did you let them watch it on TV a lot? Or how, how did they get excited about the game? Uh, we watch golf usually on uh, weekend when it's a regular TV because we don't have a cable, which is cost quite about $50, $60 to, you know, have that cable. We didn't have, but we had the weekends that they put on golf. It comes regular channels. Mm -hmm. And we just limited ourselves to education, family, and golf. And the moment mm -hmm. they see it during the weekends on the regular TV, they love themselves. They they want to, to, to be in the game. And the moment we started going to golf courses, they excited more because before we there were between me and them in the recreation park, but now in golf course or driving range, they they see a more scenery and they enjoy more. We were not going too much in the driving range because we could not afford it, but we found SCGA youth on course. Mm -hmm. I love it. So yeah, when you have uh, kind of like you are low income family, you you send your papers how much you make income. It's a great venue. Without them, uh, we won't be here where we are today. So we get three of them, youth of course. The pocket where we're supposed to pay $7 or what have you, now we get for $2. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? That's so good. I love that. It's a question I was going to ask because regardless, really, of your any family's income really is, when you have six kids playing the game of golf, and the game of golf is not a cheap sport to get into, you've got to get creative about how to find ways to make it affordable to get all of your yes. kids involved, right? And I do think that Youth on Course is an amazing program for an initiative to get junior golfers to play on the golf course and just be around the, the, the whole golf environment. And I think it's amazing. Yes, without SCGA, believe me, we wouldn't be able to have where we are today without that, that support, without Youth on Course golf program that they have. Until today, that's what we use to get the French balls also to practice ourselves. They pay $3 so they could play nine hole or 18 hole. We could find it anywhere that you go. That is a program I really want to parents to know there is opportunity out there if anyone is looking for, especially golf. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you got six kids. Do you, do you go to the golf course all together? All six kids go, you, your wife, does everybody go? Yes, we all go and uh, you know, when this age, usually coach can handle one to 
five ratio or one maximum one to six ratio, right? But the thing I have is different right. level and different age group. Three are advanced, two are middle, intermediate, right? And one he just started like two years old. Mm. So we have to keep separate because these ones they need to advance. The three old ones. And this one they could mm -hmm. play like part three. And this one finally part four. That's what we were we were doing. But now COVID-19 happened, 2020, and the golf course closed and hard to find a tea time at all. And we kind of like limited where we right. go. We can't find a tea time anywhere. And we ended up playing part three almost four days, five days, at least to keep mm -hmm. the mind and the body move active. And I thought I am in, in, in a bit shape having 60 kids playing until I saw your click, you and your children. It just, you make my day, really, really make me happy. Your eight years baby, just his free will, getting club, he's still his belly on the ground, taking the club and then hitting <laughs> to the ball. That make me the most happy moment of my life. You know, it just... <laughs> You are my hero, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you, I appreciate you saying that. I think, you know, what it is, is, and I've talked about this with some guests on the podcast, is just children are born brilliant. You know, children are just born extremely intelligent. And I think if we, as adults, allow them the opportunity to show us what they can actually do and what they enjoy doing, you know, I think they'll right. flourish in anything. And the game of golf, really, there's so many elements to it, you know, whether it's mental, physical, there's just so many different elements to the game. And I think that's why golf's so so beautiful and such a beautiful game. And I think it's just fascinating, you know, and I, I, I find it really fascinating that you've got six of these kids in the game. And do, do, I mean, do they all like to play together? Do all six of them enjoy being together on the golf course together? Yes, yes, they really do. Without them enjoy, without them liking it, there is no way you could, you know, every day you could push someone, let's do it. No, uh, they're in love and, and I'm just kind of like sometimes, I'm just driver, like, you know, hey, let's go. Because me and my wife, right. we decided to limit our social activity outside because we just said, hey, this is what it is, okay? Either we take our time, give for them, so they will have, good life or we could be a parent who will have his friends and social and going out all of this and they will just enjoy watching tv so we both decided to cut social aspect outside and put our time just them just education and i explained them golf is a part mm. of education yeah i love that everything it takes same amount of time and energy to learn something so that is how we decided and nothing else and people look at us when we go to driving or somewhere how do you do it? Where you get the money? How could how how they love it? I mean, I have one and I'm having, I'm struggling. I said, well, if you decide and you have intention, you stick to it, there is always a way. It always opens the door for you. So that is what we decided to do and everything is working same direction. That's really cool. Yeah. And you know, I get asked a similar question with uh, with my two boys as well. And they say, you know, how do they, how come they like it so much? And what I tell them, I say, you know, I think for them, golf is a part of life already. So they see me play it. They see me coach it. They see I play with them. We watch it on TV together. We swing plastic clubs in the house just for fun and hit balloons or whatever, you know, is interesting for them at the time. And I think for them, they think that, like you said, you know, golf is also part of education. I think it's also for them, it's part of life. 
And because of that, they right. have so much enjoyment. And it sounds like your dynamic in your family is very similar. Is that right? Absolutely. Because it, kids are very smart. At the same time, they're very innocent. If, if you just give mm-hmm. them what they like, for example, game, or they addict to it. It's like a drug. The game is very, very powerful. It goes to, into their brain and they become, uh, how to explain it, crying if they don't play and, and wanting it. And they ruin their chances of life, you know? So we limit everything else because right. they don't know what is good for them uh, This until they reach teenage. That is a most difficult time any parent could do to choose something that is last longer career school is number one and choose what sports that they like it and limit try to you do it like you said that is a perfect because i am doing it and i'm seeing it and i'm watching it they are quick to learn they've learned very fast seeing they start reacting to it so the older one, the second one, everyone, monkey see, monkey do. You, you feel it? If this one does, the other one also in line. He wants to do it. It is a mm-hmm. scenery. I, I mean, if you have one or two, you put one, I guarantee you the second one will join it without you influencing anything. So that is what mm-hmm. make everything less. Because I do not in, encourage you to do anything because I do not open the door for it. We just said, hey, we have golf. This is what we know. So we're capable. Beside that, living in LA is very, very difficult to to have two different choices at the same time because they finish school at the same time, three, fifteen, three. And by the time they finish, how could you go three different locations or two different locations to drop? If one chooses baseball or basketball or one dances, so I cannot go one location to another location within time frame in LA. It, it's hard to do it after me. For sure. By the time I drop this one, the time is over. By the time I come back, if I wait that one, the other one cannot do anything. It, it's just impossible to have three different activity mm-hmm. in the same afternoon. So I said, guys, the time is limited so we could do what we can. So we joined together. That helped me a lot for them all doing one sports. Yeah, I think that's great. And I actually had an episode that was called The Power of Environment and Community. And it almost sounds like your whole family with six kids is already has its own like micro environment and micro community built in within it, right? And you also said yeah. like monkey see, monkey do. So it's like the younger ones see what the older's are doing. They want to do what they're doing. They copy and like you don't even have to do much influence. You just need to get them to that place and that location and the environment mm-hmm. of just the six of them thrives within its own, right? And I think that's right. huge. And maybe some families listening, they don't have as many children as you may have, but maybe they can find a small group in junior golf environment and understand that that environment can actually boost and help your child thrive because they see the other kids doing it. They want to be like them. And if they're a little bit younger, they're going to try to, they're going to strive to be as good or play as good or have as much fun as the other kids. Right. And you get that just within your own family, which is cool. Right. Right. It's, it's the first five or to 10 years is the most challenging one in terms convincing themselves, uh, likeness, or getting along with the golf, you know, left, right, up, down, all of this. But once they reach to about five to 10 years that they stick to it, absolutely they will enjoy. Absolutely they will enjoy. So oh, now, uh, of the sports, now I'm feeling it, the old ones are teaching the younger one. 
So now I say like, relief. Not only they help teach them, they learn them by teaching them too. They they feel it, some ups and downs mm-hmm. that they did. So it, it it's kind of like more way to learn that I found from them. That's awesome. That's really cool. And do you guys talk about golf at home? Like at dinner, is, is golf a topic that you guys discuss? Yes, especially the three old ones now. What I see is that when they see all these pros, they say, I want to live Florida. I want to live Hawaii. I want to buy a big mansion. I, I want to buy a big house. I want to make this company when I become. It just like become a daily routine that now they're looking at houses. You know, when we pass by a house, they say, this is the one I buy. That's the one I buy. I said, oh, my goodness. This is a good way to go. <laughs> they are thinking when they want to live in the future. I said, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. No, don't grow too fast. So it's saying, Daddy, why can't we move that house? I mean, it's, I say, honey, you'll do your own someday. Don't just to keep practicing. You you will have your own house someday. <laughs> so, right. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, I've watched some of the videos that you post as well. And I've seen, I think your older girls, they're, the, the older girls are in there and they, they talk and they describe some things that they're doing on the golf course. And, you know, they've got so much personality and I'm sure it's built from school and their friends and I'm sure it's built from your own family. And I'm sure a lot of it comes from golf as well. And, and, you know, they, they just have such a right. bright personality and, and, and I think probably golf helps even enlighten that even more in who they are and gives them so much confidence in how they can talk and right. speak. And I, I, I just thought it was great. I, I love watching those videos from your family or school. Right. Well, I started watching you. I thought I'm the early starter in golf for my children, but I was wrong <laughs> until I saw you, you you holding your son in your chest and it's winking. I never knew. <laughs> that is phenomenal. I hope someday you go not only podcast, but you go on TV. I mean, what you bring into the community, to the country is phenomenal. I want you to go on TV. Believe me, you are doing such a job that yours is the one I need to watch holding this baby on your chest and hitting golf. That is a phenomenal how you make it. And the time (laughs) you dedicated, you never said, oh, this is a child. He's, He's too young. No, nothing. They are not too young. They have more brain than we do. And it feels me, if I get another child, I will do like you, you know, put on my chest and hit it. Not, don't worry about the goals. That makes me so really feeling <laughs> enthusiastic. I have another parent that... <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate those kind words. You, you know, what's funny is before I had kids, I always thought that you needed to wait until the children were five, six, seven years old to start golf. And then, you know, we got this plastic set of clubs and I just, I just thought, you know, why not just expose them to the game and just see what happens? And... My oldest figured it out on his own. I haven't taught him anything about golf or the golf swing. And then you saw that pic- video of my uh-huh. eight-month-old son, and he's doing the monkey see, monkey do thing. And he just figured out, here's this tool, which is the club. Here's this ball, which can move. Mm-hmm. Let's get the tool to hit the ball mm-hmm. and see what happens. And I excited him. And, you know, that's, I think children can start from the day they're born. They're, they're born brilliant, you know. In fact, that is how me and my wife started. Exactly, right. That the plastic plastic club that you're talking about, I remember we bought $5. It was set like few golf plastic ones and one driver. It did not last a week. You know, he broke it down. And that is how we began with it to begin. That's awesome. So looking forward now, mm-hmm. you know, what are you hoping your children get out of the game of golf? And let's say by the time they're 
I don't know, past their teenage years or ready for college? Like, wh- what is it your hopes that your your kids can walk away from this upbringing in the game of golf? Two things, because the hope keep always changing as 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 older we get. You know, the environment changes. But the mm-hmm. first one is that they could, if they could get a college, that's the main one. Because I I I, I could not pay for their college. That's why I wanted them to play to find uh, education to go to college and uh, mm-hmm. paid for them. If they finish college and they have keep still the love, then they could enjoy becoming a pro golfer or, or choosing their career as a golf, which gives them long, long, long life. They never retire in golf, as you know. It, they could play 80 years old. They could, they could enjoy mm-hmm. uh, lifelong mm-hmm. uh, happiness. This added to one, to get to the college. Two is their choice. If, if, if they go to college, then continue their golf career, which, which I'm sure they, that is their aim. So I don't tell them this is what you want to be or this is what I want you to be. I just wanted them, hey, let's, let's try to get to college, you know, paid and then get a scholarship. And from there, then you decide what you want. Those are the two main that I want because I wanted them to enjoy uh, long term in this game of golf. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like what you're doing and the dynamic you already have, you know, you're not pushing them, to, you're not pushing them too hard necessarily to be the greatest golfer, but you're providing them the environment they need to thrive in and in many ways. And it sounds like that encouragement has really given them such a positive feeling about the game of golf, which I think is just an important thing, I think, for anybody to hear and see what you're doing, which is really, really cool. So I, I'm curious, I'd like some advice. So you know, how would you advise bigger families to get everyone into the game of golf? Like what would you, maybe it's something you've done or maybe something you thought about you might've done differently, but what advice would you give somebody that's got three, four kids in their family and they want everybody to play the game of golf? Uh, I, I think that is some kind of, uh, there is opportunity here in America. If you live in America, there is a golden opportunity. There is always a way. Once you decide, it's the parents have to decide to begin with because Kids cannot go to the golf course by their own. So you have to have motivation to, to decide what you, what you want them to achieve. You have to drive, right? So deciding is the key. Once you decide, everything is going to fall into it. Like you show one and you expose to it and the rest will follow. But you have to be consistent. Weekly, mm-hmm. daily, whatever it is. Just exposed to the, to the game itself. The rest, it will take for it. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. So then here's another one for you is, you know, and this is for the listeners and something maybe you've experienced is how do you not judge one child's progress from the other? You know, so for example, let's say your 10-year-old isn't playing the same level that maybe the 10-year-old, your older one was at 10 years old. Like, how do you not judge that and, and like, how do parents and adults understand that kids' progression can be at a different speed and different pace? Like, what do you do, you know, with your kids when you see? Because I'm sure they're not all progressing at the same pace, right? So what advice would you have for other parents sure. that have, you know, more than one kid? It, you know, what, what, what would you tell them? Uh, I would say just let it go because it happened to me myself, especially my two daughters. They kind of like, competing each other yet 
one loves the game more than the other one. And the one started younger than the other one because I had the first, the son Muhammad, and then I had a Salma, and then Siham was the youngest. She was a third. So she started earlier than them. She was like, the moment she started walking, she said, my turn, my turn. I want to do the same. Because the body right. and mind connected early on. See, that is what you're doing. That is a perfect. I, I didn't know that. I wish I have seen you before, you know, before I started. So Siham is the one who have more connection now than anybody else. And then Selma comes and Siham sometimes wins her edge group, her flight. And Selma, and then she say, you always prefer Siham than me. And I say, no, you all Sam, but you know. I just have to let it go. Let them feel it themselves. That makes it easy. So the other one will start, you know, competing like the youngest sibling. So just don't don't go one another. Just say, oh, both of you did good. Just let the mind figure out. Let them mm -hmm. figure out. Otherwise, you will be sidelined. You know, you're choosing one from other ones. That it happened to me. So I let it go. Right. That's good advice. Yeah, I like that. And what would you say has been the most difficult thing, whether it's for your kids or for you as a parent watching your kids play golf? Like, what's been the most difficult thing for, for you know, for you uh, during this journey? Watch them all kind of grow up in the game of golf. Like, what have you had to grow on and improve on yourself throughout this process? Um, I just, whenever I get in a situation like that, I just think back my early life in Somalia. I born as, you know, in farmland. We, we've been from early on, we farming. Everything we have to make manually, you know, we farm by, you know, manually, nothing. Technology is not, doesn't exist. So by doing that, I compare myself here. Here is easier to get education, to get a sports, so many opportunities here than where I've been raised in Somalia. So I looked that situation compared to this one. And I said, here I could do more than over there because the tools are here. Opportunity is here. And sometime I want to take them all in one car and they won't fit. Because all the ones they have to have push card and four or five push card with five golf bags, it won't fit my car. So now we have to find a van, my wife, and it won't fit all of them, and we can't fit all of them in one van. We are eight together with a six golf clubs, six golf bag push, it won't fit. So we have to use two cars, you know, we always. And sometimes you know how the traffic is to get from one point to another point in the afternoon. And then it comes to financial aspect. Three are advanced, they need to play 18 hole, and three are, you know, especially two are. So how can we divide me, these three advanced, and mother, these two, and these three? And they want all, they need me because mommy doesn't know how to advise what to do with what not. And I want to be with these three, three groups to align them, you know, what to do. So I can't like in the middle, which should I go? And some kids want me to be with them, especially when they play in tournament. It's a fine line that you just have to let it go and be in the moment, be in the golf course, and then let them hit fair shot and everything, it will open it up itself. So by 
sticking to the timeline. So everything solved by itself. It will easy. It will, you know, mm-hmm. relief will come into the golf course. So, but if we say we can't make it, then it's done. We can't make it because it is me who who have ability to drive, but they are not right. So it's the most difficult choice mm-hmm. is to make is to get them ready to take from here to get to the golf course and let them have. Once they are in the tee on the mm-hmm. tee hitting, now you get the relief. You just need to enjoy watching mm. and see what is ups and downs and then come to the driving range and say, hey, this is this one, this is this one. Especially the three old ones, now they are coaching the three little ones, which gives me like retirement, like I'm retired, kind of like thing, you know, feeling like, <laughs> ah, this is the moment I've been looking for. <laughs> so <laughs> That's great. It's everything is possible if, but if yeah, you really have, good. if you decide and you get up every day, same thing, I guarantee you, things will open it up and will get easier and easier if you keep consistently. That's good advice. Yeah, I mean, Habib Rashid, your journey, what you've gone through so far, uh, not only just in life but with your raising your six children through the game of golf, I think is just so fascinating, and I think there's a lot of things that us as parents and even coaches listening can take away from your journey. And and I think what you've done, at least what I heard from you was you really simplified your thoughts and your decisions were simplified and you go with those decisions that you have and the choices you can make at that moment and you don't look back. And I think that's really good advice, not even just for golf or for raising children, but also just for life itself. And I think that's a very important thing that you, you shared there. And I like that a lot. So if people wanted to follow your journey more, where could people find more about what you guys are doing and your 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 life and raising children in the game of golf? Uh, we have something called, uh, uh, we have Instagram called Masari Golf. At Instagram and YouTube, Masari Golf. And also we have Somali American Golf Association on Facebook. And this is the where we post weekly what we do. Not because we just want it, but we want other community, other people, other parents can see and can take advantage of it. Because at the end of the day, is it's everything based on what you see is what you receive, what, what you want to do it. So if someone else look at us and they said, oh, we want to do this. That is only what we are looking because if I don't see a Tiger Wood play, there is no way I will ever know golf. So it is a journey of every day you see something, you like it, and you want to do it the same. So same way I've been get the golf, I see it, and I decide it. Someone else will see, and they decide for their children. It's just community awareness just to show this is doable. Everything is possible if you decide Absolutely. you could move forward with it. That is that is the what I'm trying to to say. People think is you have to have certain thing or certain intellect or you have to have a certain car or house or you have to be rich. That is not the truth. The truth is deciding what you want and sticking to it. That is the first and most important one is I love that. Just yeah. stick to I think it. that's great advice. So anyone who wants to step in, uh, wants to learn from it, 
Yeah, Masari Golf uh, in Instagram and Facebook. That is the best one they could see. Also, if anyone wants to sponsor some child for tournaments, absolutely, we're looking forward to that. Anyone who wants to sponsor someone, child or for the tournaments, we, we open to that also. We're looking because we don't know how to move on where we are to the next level because the competition is the key, especially to all the ones. They need to compete, but it costs like $80 to 220 30 for one child. I mean, I have a three advanced. Most kids who financially able, they have, they play every week in a competition so they could move faster. But that is where I'm limited because I haven't, I'm not getting sponsorship yet. I don't know where. Hopefully someone will tune in and see if they want to sponsor it. We all to, for sure. Right. And I'll, I'll definitely share in the show notes your, um, you know, where people can find you and follow you and all that kind of stuff like that. And I think anybody should feel free to reach out to you, ask you questions and um, talk to you more about, about golf in general, I think would be great. And I think you've got so much to share. So before I let you go, could you give us just one last piece of advice? And that would be for you to share with us is what would be your final piece of advice for raising golfers? That is the that is the most difficult one because it depends which environment where you live. Number one, number two, if you decided and you want you love it again, you decided and you love it, stick to it. Just let it go. Uh, never let go away from it. Everything will fall into the goal that you had in mind. Yeah, just being patient with it is is the number one. Don't rush. Don't look, kids are winning. Mine is not winning. No, don't rush. Every every tournament, there is a winner. And every tournament, there is a loser. That is the nature of the game, as well as in life. So do not give up. Just stick to it. The time will come if you stay with it, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Habdi Rashid, you know, really enjoyed learning about how you've raised your six children in the game of golf. I'm certainly going to continue to follow you guys and see how your journey progresses. And I'm wishing you all the best of luck with everything in the future. And I know, you know, we'll stay in contact and, you know, I might send you some messages about some ideas off of some of the things and experiences you've gone through as a father raising golfers. And I, I think there's a lot from us all to take away from today in this episode. So really appreciate you coming on. Best of luck in the future with everything and look forward to staying connected with you going forward. I thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I, I'm sure watching you, I'm glad I found you. Uh, you are more courageous person than I am because like three months, four months, five months in your chest and going to golf course and hitting, giving up everything that, that made my day. And I'm, I'm following you every, every step of we watching you. My kids love it. Why you did not introduce to us when we were, you know, crawling, Papa? I said, well, here you have now. <laughs> so really thank you. opportunity. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that is how you raise six golfers in one family. I love the family dynamic they have and how golf is part of life for all of them. I've seen their videos on social media and it's great to see how much the whole family enjoys the game. They have so much fun and you can just see some of the older children teaching the younger ones and it's just, just an awesome dynamic. Habdi Rashid had so much to share for us adults listening on not only the process of junior golf, but raising children and a great mindset to have in life. If you found yourself in a tough situation, 
maybe try his advice, which was whatever your goal is, stick to it and just go for it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and keep playing the game of golf as a family forever. If you enjoy listening to our podcast and the information you got from this episode, do us a favor and continue to support us by hitting that subscribe button and giving us a five-star review. Your continued support will help us continue to grow and be able to interview some of the most experienced parents, coaches, and players in the golf industry to help you continue to raise your golfer to their full potential.